Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. And I'm your host, Jonathan Siegley, here with your weekly UNC football recruiting podcast with Don Callahan. And Don, this is going to be a special podcast because coming up later on in the second half of this one, we actually were able to get an interview with Peyton Wilson, UNC's four-star linebacker commit. So everyone that's listening in, make sure that you tune in for that one. But to get things started off, Don, talking about some kids that are still prospects, and you broke a story on Friday about Devin Lawrence. So for those who may have not seen the story on the Tar Pit Premium Message Boards, what's going on with Devin's recruitment? Well, for those who have been listening to our podcast on a weekly basis, they know that Devin and I were playing a little bit of phone tag, so I actually went to his game on Friday to talk to him, figured that, that there was no, no chance of me missing him then, and you know, talked to him there, and, and he told me that, that UNC was the team to beat, and he actually had cut his list of favorite schools down to two, UNC and UCLA. He obviously has taken his UNC official visit, and is tentatively scheduled to officially visit UCLA this coming weekend. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward because he was supposed to visit Tennessee last weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, and that obviously was canceled, you know, because he eliminated Tennessee and obviously eliminated Clemson. I think him eliminating Clemson was probably the most surprising because a lot of people just assumed that he was going to follow his brother, Dexter Lawrence, who is a former five-star defensive tackle from the same high school, Wake Forest High School, and is is now a standout defensive tackle for Clemson. But uh, to eliminate Clemson is, is obviously huge for UNC's chances because now it comes down to a point of, does does Devin want to go all the way to the West Coast to play college football, or does he want to stay closer to home to a school that he has visited countless amount of times. Yeah, I think that this one is trending in a positive direction for Carolina. We saw it earlier on this, well, last month now, when Carolina had the decommitment from from Shook, who elected to stay on the West Coast. He was a West Coast kid. Devin's an East Coast kid. Not saying that he's definitely not going to pick UCLA, but... Just from my following recruitment, it tends to win out that kids just like to stay at least on the same side of the country as where they grew up and where they have family. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the fact that he said that UNC is a team to beat really kind of kind of sets the the bar pretty high for UCLA to kind of steal him. And, you know, to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if he never ended up officially visiting UCLA that somehow the visit gets canceled and he just sets a an announcement at a press conference sometime in November and basically makes a pretty obvious decision. Well, hey, I'm hoping that that one happens because I've said it before here. I think Devin's a kid that can develop at Carolina and really help out, maybe not initially as a freshman or a redshirt freshman, but down the line. And he's a position of need right now. But moving to the official visitor that Carolina had over this past weekend and at another big-time position of need, 
was Dax Holyfield. This was his official visit. And Don, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this Dax's first official visit overall? No, this is actually his third. Uh, Dax is just like Peyton Wilson, who you mentioned earlier in the the podcast. He's another four-star linebacker from in-state. Only Dax plays at Shelby High School, whereas Peyton Wilson plays at Orange High School. Previously, Dax had officially visited Florida State, South Carolina, and he is scheduled to officially visit Virginia Tech this coming weekend, and then will take his fifth and final official visit to Stanford in January. So a big time spacing there between his last East Coast official visit and heading out on the West Coast. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was curious about that, particularly because I know that Dax really wanted to have all of his official visits during the season because, one, he wanted to kind of evaluate each school's game day atmosphere. But two, his father is Shelby High's basket head basketball coach. You know, and they're actually they have a really good basketball program. They won the state championship a couple of years ago. And Dax is obviously a, a, a player on that basketball team. Dax wants both of his parents to come with him on official visits. And if you take official visits after the football season, that means that basketball games are going to be missed. And it's it's one thing for Dax to miss a basketball game. It's another thing for the head coach to miss it. So I thought it was it was interesting that Stanford was going to be taken in January. And I also thought, you know, how is this going to impact things for his decision? And, and he kind of, you know, agreed with me that, hey, this might work in Stanford's favor because Dax is a type of kid, and, and he readily admits this, is that whatever happens most recently is what is always kind of on his mind and, and kind of almost, you know, pushes that, that school into the lead temporarily. So for him to officially visit a school a few weeks before signing day, I mean, that, that could have a big impact. By the same token, though, he could decide, hey, you know, I've already taken these four official visits. Stanford's really far away. Maybe I don't need this this official visit and not take that visit. So I think that's still a real possibility. And he also admitted that also. I'm glad that you brought up the fact that Dax is a kid that seems to have almost a new favorite every week because his comments in the story that you posted on the Tarpit Premium Message Board has some very glowing comments. I mean, if you're a Carolina fan, reading what he said was basically a best case scenario, but I think you have to take it with at least a small grain of salt, considering that he does still have some official visits coming up. And he's never really given the indication that one school is far and away his leader. No, he hasn't. And really, you know, because of that, him and I have this, I guess you can call it a little bit of a game going on where every time I see him, I, I just ask him, you know, who is your leader today? And both him and I know that today doesn't mean that that's necessarily his leader leader, his official leader. It's just what school he's feeling today. And there have been times where I've gone by his school. You know, one time I went by his school and Notre Dame had just visited his school. And Notre Dame was his leader. And, and they never made his finalist list. A lot of times when I do interviews with them, it's after a UNC visit. So, you know, including this official visit this past weekend. So, of course, UNC is going to be the leader after that. So it's always kind of interesting just to kind of hear him. And, and, and I like the fact that he's just so self-aware 
that, hey, you know, you know, my mood kind of changes based on what's going on and that sort of thing. And I, and I think he's starting to kind of slowly kind of understand that and get a grasp on that and learn how to kind of handle that when it comes to actually making the decision. And I did want to bring this up since, especially since we're expecting to talk to Peyton Wilson after the commercial break here, but he, he talked about, you know, how he thinks he and Peyton can share the field at the same time. And they have a pretty good relationship between the two of them, right? Like they know each other, they talk, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, they're not like best of friends or anything like that, because obviously they're from very different sides of the state, but you know, they complement each other you know, athletically very well, you know, because Dax is more of your traditional middle Mike linebacker, you know, instincts, you know, has tremendous instincts, you know, can, can kind of quarterback the defense. Whereas Peyton is, is just your, your big, long athletic outside linebacker. So, I mean, you can easily put those, even though they're both linebackers, they aren't the same type of guy. So you will, you will, easily put them both on the field at the same time. Then to kind of wrap up the first segment of our podcast here, Don, the biggest news last week was the NCAA's decision that Carolina would not be facing any penalties as a result of the academic investigation that's been going on for the last three and a half, four years. How do you think that's going to impact Carolina's recruiting of kids moving forward? Obviously, it's positive news, and it's only going to help UNC's recruiting efforts. I think mainly it's going to help with two things. One, UNC, you know, the coaches, Larry Fedora and his assistant coaches aren't going to have to waste so much time answering hypothetical questions from parents and recruits. For the past, what has it been, seven years now, I think? They have been. Yeah, seven seven years total that that the NCAA has been on campus. Then there was that little gap after they did the impermissible benefits when they moved to the academics. But the academic stuff has has been going on, like I said, for about three and a half, four years. Yeah, so during that time, you know, there are a lot of, I guess, rumors on what's going to happen with UNC. And so Coach Fedora and his assistant coaches had constantly had to answer those questions and whether a recruit believed what they were being told kind of depended on, you know, how much it was kind of just, just driven into their head by opposing coaches. The other thing, and and then they're kind of related that this will help UNC is it takes away some negative recruiting ammunition from opposing coaches. Now, every coach, no matter what they say, negative recruits, even UNC's coaches, negative recruit. So, I mean, that's still going to happen. But if you're able to kind of, you know, take that one bullet out of their hands for, you know, for when they're recruiting against UNC, that's only going to help UNC's chances with whatever recruit that is. The one thing I will add, though, is, and maybe this is just, you know, a lot of of UNC fans were on cloud nine after hearing the news from uh, Friday. And, you know, from what I've read on Inside Carolina's message boards and also conversations with some UNC fans over the weekend, I kind of felt like some fans, not all, some fans kind of felt like that a bunch of four and five star recruits were just going to suddenly fall out of the sky and land on North Carolina's commitment list. And that that's just not going to happen. What is going to happen is 
without having this this cloud over the program any longer, it's going to improve UNC's chances of landing Dax Holyfield or a or any guys like that or you know a Devin Lawrence. And I'm not saying that UNC wouldn't have wouldn't have landed Dax Holyfield if the NCAA had sanctioned UNC, but it improves those chances. It also is going to help UNC with holding on to its current commits. I mean, everybody knows that there's been some rumors about guys who um, have been, you know, looking around. And obviously that, that has to be something that maybe not tipped the scales, but was, you know, something that was, you know, kind of used as ammunition to kind of force those kids to maybe look around or maybe in Tyler Shook's situation actually, you know, decommit. Now, obviously Tyler Shook decommitted for other reasons, but, you know, I'm sure the NCAA cloud didn't help with that. But, if you know, if you think that UNC all of a sudden is going to have like a top five class, that that's just not going to happen. But it will, it, UNC will definitely, its chances will improve with, with a lot of the recruits that they're pursuing right now. Yeah, I think expectations on this having a immediate impact on recruiting do need to be tempered. But it's like you said, this is something that down the line, we could see start paying dividends as it, you know, it, it's just something that the UNC coaches don't have to worry about anymore. And so that's more time that they can spend talking to kids about other things, you know, maybe looking at some additional film and just, they don't have to focus on it. They can put it out, out of their minds. It's going to be positive, just maybe not in that immediate way that some fans think. All right. Well, Don, let's go ahead and end with this segment. When we come back from break, we will have four-star linebacker and current UNC commit Peyton Wilson on the line, and we'll get some conversation going with him. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. And we're back. And right now for this segment, we are joined by current UNC commit, Peyton Wilson. Peyton, just wanted to first off say thanks a lot for coming on and speaking with us, man. Yeah, anytime. For those who follow Inside Carolina, they should be well aware of Peyton Wilson. He's a four-star linebacker from Orange High School, which is essentially a stone throw away from Chapel Hill. He's a U.S. Army All-American. He recently was selected to the Shrine Bowls. Congratulations on that. And he actually received a few dozen scholarship offers throughout his recruitment. And just to kind of rehash a little bit, obviously you've been committed for, for a while now, since, since May actually. Peyton, why did you decide to commit to North Carolina? Um, well, you know, I just prayed on it, and it was kind of in my heart. And also, like, Coach JP was one of my favorite coaches, if not my favorite, throughout the whole recruiting process. And that kind of meant a lot because at the time he was my linebacker coach, but now he's the defensive coordinator. So, and it's not, and I didn't really want to go that far away from home. Yeah, distance is something that we hear a lot of kids talk about. So it's good that, you know, Carolina was basically in your backyard. But as you were being recruited, what were some of the other schools that were in your finalist group? Um, well, my like, top four were UNC, Clemson, 
Ohio State and Virginia Tech. Yep, yeah, Peyton, most people know you as simply a linebacker, especially those who just follow recruiting. But you actually play a significant role on all three phases of the game for Orange High School. You return kicks, you return punts, you play a little bit of running back, you play a little bit of receiver, and you actually have been playing a little bit of, or actually a lot recently, of a quarterback. So can you kind of explain just what it's like on, on any given Friday night for you to, to basically have so many roles for your high school team? Well, you know, it gets really tiring throughout the game, but I kind of like it because, you know, I don't really like being on the sidelines. So I'm in the game like the whole time, and I and I'm I do whatever helps my team to come out with the win. So I enjoy doing it. In particular, quarterback, because I, I mean, obviously, you're not going to play quarterback at all at North Carolina. But I know that you've been playing that a lot more the last couple of weeks. What has that been like being under center? Well, you know, in years past, I was either the running back or the receiver. So it's like you know, when they would make a bad pass or the wrong read, it'd be like, "What are you doing?" But you know, quarterback's the hardest. Quarterback's the hardest position on the field, and I now realize that because you know, reading the field, seeing who's open, knowing the coverage, making the right reads—it's a really tough position. But it's also fun at the same time. So, out of all those positions, Peyton, which one do you enjoy playing the most? Um, definitely linebacker. I mean, it's just always been in my heart, you know, since I was a little kid to just run and hit people, and I get a chance to do that at linebacker. <laughs> that was going to be my next question is to ask why. And basically, is that kind of the, just along the short of it is you just like to get out there and put pads on some people? Yeah, that and, you know, stopping a, like, you know, like stopping a uh, highly recruited or supposed to be one of the best running backs in the nation. I mean, we face some of those like Jordan Brown, supposed to face Jamal Elliott, you know, stopping them people. It's, you know, it's, it's good. It feels good. Do you have like one specific memory that of making a stop that stands out the most? Not really. I mean, I guess you could say like my tenth grade year, like one of the first games I came back from my broken ankle. We were playing Southern Durham. We were playing against Jordan Brown, and we held him to to not that many yards. I mean, it wasn't really a specific play, but you know, just stopping somebody as great as him was you know just a key moment. Or is that something that you're going to remind Jordan about when you get to Carolina in a few months? Yeah, but then he'll just be like, yeah, well, we beat y'all, so. <laughs> Peyton, you and I have talked about this already, but just to kind of get it on the record and hopefully kind of end the rumors, are you still considering other schools? No, nah, I'm, I'm 100% committed. Does that mean that you won't take any visits to any other schools, whether it's official or unofficial? I don't think I'm going to take any more visits. I might like I might like go to a game just to like hang out with like Drake or somebody like that, but it wouldn't be because I'm going for recruitment, it's just to hang out with people. Now, by my count, you you're the only recruit who has attended all 5 of UNC's home games. You and Jordan Adams were actually neck and neck there for a while until he missed this past Saturday. What are your thoughts on just how UNC's season has played out this year? You know, it's it's like you hear it from people. You're like, you know, you're one of the you're one of the best linebackers in the nation. Why are you going to teams like one and five or one and six? But you know, people don't understand how like young we are and like the greatness that we see in the in the future years. And just you know, UNC has 19 season-ending injuries. I mean, 
how can you expect a team to be great with that? Yeah, the injury thing is it's unprecedented. But seeing Carolina play defense this year and talking with the coaches, how do you think that you'll fit into the UNC defense? I just think like also them having a bad year is like a good mindset for like us recruits coming in so maybe you know it gives us a chance to play early and help the team and just come in right off the bat and start working. You know, I hope that I can come in and make a difference on the team, you know, get some playing time and just learn from the greatest like Coach JP and Coach X. Have they talked to you about like exactly what position they're expecting you to play at? Yeah, they're thinking somewhere like where Case and Colin plays. They said that I was sitting there great and, you know, he's headed out. So maybe that's a chance. You're actually not the only four-star linebacker in the state of North Carolina. You're well aware of Dax Holyfield, and you've mentioned in the past that you have actually been recruiting Dax, and he actually took his official visit to UNC this past weekend. What are your thoughts on UNC's chances with Dax? You know, like like he said on his visit, you know, he gets everything that he needs when he comes to UNC. And, you know, I, I think that we have a good chance with him just because, you know, it's close to home. I feel like he has a good relationship with me and, like, the coaches. So I think it's between us and a few more, and I think we have a pretty good chance. And then have you scheduled your official visit to Carolina yet, Peyton? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, December 8th. It was going to be December 16th, but a bunch of us are going to the Shrine Bowl, so we couldn't do it that week. So you'll definitely be playing in the Shrine Bowl. I mean, I know obviously you were selected, but sometimes people skip it because of official visits, and, and you're also obviously – enrolling early and the U.S. Army games, but you're going to definitely be playing in the Shrine Bowl. Yeah, I will. Okay. Now, you've been to North Carolina countless times. You know, we, we talked about, obviously, the game visits, but you've been there, I mean, probably a thousand, it seems like. What are you hoping to kind of get out of your UNC official visit? You know, like, I mean, honestly, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of going on official to hang out with my guys, you know. Like, honestly, get my parents around it more because I've been up there, you know, a thousand times, stayed with all the guys, you know, like Thomas Jackson, Jake Lawler. I've hung out with Mitchell Trubisky and all of them up there. But just my parents really haven't been around the players as much or, like, around the coaches as much as I have. So I think official visits, like, really going to help my parents. Now, UNC received some good news this past Friday. The NCAA ruled that it would not be sanctioning UNC the football program, or the school in general. How much were you monitoring that situation? You know, when when I heard it was going to come out at 10 a.m., I was looking for it, obviously. But, you know, Coach Fedor and Coach JP had been telling me to worry about nothing. And, you know, I just, I just stuck to what they said. And, you know, I wasn't really worried about it. I didn't have a decision in anything. So, you know, I was watching for it, but I, I kind of knew nothing was going to come out. Obviously, though, Peyton, when you had committed, it wasn't yet resolved, that being the NCAA issue. Did you ever think about that when you were making your decision to commit to Carolina? You know, like, people were always in my ear, like other schools, like, you know, if you commit here, you know, you're not going to be able to go to bowl games or you're going to get the death penalty or something like that. But, you know, like I just said, like, Coach Fedor and them have been telling me throughout the whole thing, you know, don't even worry about that. So, I, I mean, I was thinking about it, but it never really had a big, a big thing in my decision. 
That's good to hear, man. Well, hey, Peyton, speaking for myself here, but I know a lot of Carolina fans are very excited to see what you can do once you get to campus. So really appreciate you speaking with us today and taking the time out of your evening to talk with us and really just get your thoughts out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, Peyton. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.